Welcome back to Gay Companion. I am Brittany. I am Rachel. And we are your hosts. If you're new here, we have watched over 50 K-dramas and are here to share our favorite shows, give you updates on the latest releases, and offer up some recommendations for K-dramas we think you'll love. When you're with us, you'll always know what to watch next. Yeah. Today, we'll be talking about K-dramas, but we're going to do a little bit of a twist. So sometimes we've found that when we're watching K-dramas, we see a familiar face or hear a familiar voice. Mm -hmm. And this is because we also listen to a lot of K-pop. So this is the first time we've been talking about music, and we're here to shout out all of the K-pop, K-drama crossovers. So talented people. So talented. And a lot of the times when a K-pop idol debuts, which is when they like, I don't know, we don't have any equivalent in the States of like someone debuting. It could be like a debut performance of an actor or something like, oh, they're in a movie, they're debuting, right? In the Korean entertainment world, it's like idols debut. They have a start date, right? Where they've been a trainee for so long and now they're debuting and they're official as a K-pop idol. So when they debut, they often in their management are often like, oh, go do all the things. Right. So we're gonna have you, we're gonna have you dance, right? And sing, cause that's what a K-pop idol does. But we're also gonna have you act to show your versatility and your talent. And sometimes it takes and sometimes it doesn't. Right. We've seen K-drama actors dance and sing as like they are a K-pop idol and it doesn't take. Yeah, it really depends. I mean, I feel like everyone has their strong suit and especially for idols, when they're starting out, it's a matter of, okay, what exactly is going to work best for you and how can we fit you into our image and what we want? Right. Sort of it, it's all about the image. Yeah. And so doing things that are on brand, but maybe out of, of their comfort zone is like where it's all at, right? So you'll have K-pop idols who are amazing dancers, amazing singers, and also can act. Yeah. Which is great. It's triple threat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so today we're going to talk about some K-pop idols in dramas, in K-dramas that we've seen. Also, we'll be talking about K-pop idols who have sang songs mm -hmm. for K-dramas, which are called OSTs, official soundtrack. So if you aren't with it, get with it. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a couple of different types of crossovers, but these are what we've seen and we've literally just learned this. There's no one-stop website you can find where it's like, here's a list of all of the K-pop idols that are in K-dramas. They have some. Right, for sure. But this is just what we found. And it's a matter of a lot of the time we've been just like watching all of these shows and be like, hey, wait a minute. Right? Hey. We're like, wait, we know this person. I think, I think they're from this group. Yeah. Or even just like you're listening to the soundtrack of the K-drama and you're like, hold up. Who's that? I know this voice. I know, yeah. So yeah, so we have kind of a list here. And first, we're going to start with K-pop idols in K-dramas. And this is pretty much how we found almost everyone. We were like, oh, they're a K-pop idol. Ah, that makes sense. Right? Like, I feel like sometimes in dramas, they have a big reveal moment. Mm -hmm. And it's usually for like a very well-known K-pop artist. And you're like, oh, okay. Maybe they'll sing. Like, maybe their character will sing. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. They're yeah, K-pop. Got it. They just ringed you. They're like, got you right in. There you go. Right. But I think the first one we saw, our first K-drama ever was Memories of the Alhambra. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time we saw Chen Yol from XO. And we had no idea he no was clue. in XO. No clue. I think it was a couple of weeks after like the first 
sets of episodes where I saw something online being like, oh, he's in, oh, he's in XO, look at that. Right, <laughs> right? and we're like, oh, oh, he's this, like, really cool That's character on this. Nerdy kid. What the heck? Running around like a crazy person. Yeah. That was one where you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. There was no oh. moment where it was like, oh, this is, like, pan over to our K-pop idol. Right. Like, it's not that cheesy. He was just, it seemed like for the cast, he was just part of the cast yeah, like he wasn't natural. separate or anything like that which is good that's how you know it's well done right. well and the thing is i think especially since it was our first k-drama and it was probably on the earlier side that we were getting into k-pop and all of that it might have been more no like known for some people like obviously mm. for exo fans right they obviously been they're gonna know. waiting for this particular drama to drop but yeah. um it was just it was nice it was nice as a first first drama for sure and he killed it too yeah. he, he rocked Very, it Very very believable yeah so. yeah so awesome and then we also found in guardian the lonely and great god or also known as goblin um, there was a team member from b2b mm-hmm. and i had no idea i didn't know until i saw him in mystic pop-up bar yeah so we're talking about you sung jay and i did not see mystic pop-up bar but <laughs> i think i think that was after we had gone into like like after after I found Peniel through the Get Real podcast, mm-hmm. shout out. Shout out Studios. Dive Studios. <laughs> After I had kind of learned more about Peniel and his story and then getting into B2B, and then I found the rest of the members, and then I was like, oh, wait, what? Like, I watched Guardian and had no idea. Right? No clue. So it's kind of like ignorance on our part. Yeah. <laughs> Just little, a little, little bit. bit. But it's also, it's kind of nice because you see them in a different facet than you would originally think to see them and so finding them after the fact is kind of interesting yeah this next one i knew i knew briefly beforehand i didn't i didn't i I don't think i did oh yeah so we're talking about vincenzo from 2021 Mm -hmm. has a member and technically other member cameos yes from 2 p.m so i was familiar with 2 p.m just like right before i saw vincenzo and i was like oh this kid is gonna be in vincenzo and we're talking about we're gonna try our best on some of these names mm, the villain in vincenzo whose name is difficult for us to pronounce mm. but we're gonna do our best so i'm gonna say okay tech yeah if that- you're a fan i'm really sorry right? but he's in 2 p.m and in vincenzo his bandmates have fun cameos and we watched that not knowing his bandmates so right don't know when those cameos are <laughs> i feel like they're in the beginning either when they're mugging vincenzo or like the first couple of episodes yeah yeah one of but, the perks of having friends who are on the project to be like hey um, right can I have them come and and we thing. we know that Song Joon Ki he usually has some of his buddies. Yeah. He's not a K-pop idol. No, nope, no. Nope. But he he usually has some of his actor buddies like join in and be in the background of his shows. So another one. So I did not know that Park Young Sik was in a K-pop band. I was looking at the notes just before this and was like, I'm sorry, what? Oh. I'm sorry, what? And I'm not exactly sure, again, ignorance on our part. I can't wait. I'm going to come home later and just watch clips. Right? And see what... I'm not exactly sure what his band is about, but... It's called ZEA, but anyways, he is a part of that, was a part of that group, but we knew him first from Strong Girl Bong Soon. So yeah, so he's a, he was a K-pop crossover that we did not, I had no idea. I had no idea, but you know, I'm not surprised actually, really. No, because he's done so well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he already had like a fan base. It's fine. And then base Susie is everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. In every like nearly everything. This yeah. lady. We've seen her in Startup, Uncontrollably Fond. You saw her in Vagabond. Mm-hmm. And we saw her in While You Were Sleeping. And she's a solo artist, but she also goes by Miss A group. Yeah. And she's everywhere. And so I think that that's because she's made it into the music scene. That's how she has done so well. (laughs) Next, Ghost Doctor. Yeah. Rain is his own person. He really is. It's really funny because I feel like the first time I heard of him was uh, watching a BTS dance cover of a song of his. Oh. But... Oh, yeah. yeah Rainism. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Sorry. Worlds collide. Um, I had no idea. Well, the thing Dumb. is, like, out of context and obviously costume, all the, like... Right. Act- acting. acting. Right. Acting. It's... It, I, I was not ready for it. No. Definitely. No. But Jung Ji-hoon. Yep. Killing it in Ghost Doctor. Not actually great. killing no. it, but... No, but he did a... He did a great job. <laughs> He was great. Um, next up, we have Cha and Wu from Astro. Yeah. In top management, which so is cute. a K-drama that's available on YouTube. It might be YouTube Premium. And then uh, I also saw him in Rookie Historian Gu Hedo, yeah. which was very good. If you like a period piece, like I occasionally do, um, that was very good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one because yeah. we know how I feel about the period piece, but that's okay. Um, it, they're fine. Anyway. <laughs> Who was in the K2? Uh, the K2 is uh, Imuna. She was a part of Girls' Generation. Oh, cool. Um, Girl group. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we're about it. We're about oh, it. Good. Next. Oh, I knew this one. So Park Jin Young from Got7. I knew going into Yumi Cells that he had been announced as part of the cast, but I was like looking out for him like I couldn't spot him. I <laughs> I, I listened to Got7, but like not. Well, you know, I can't, it's hard. It's also diff- difficult to are watching music videos. Right. <laughs> Okay, so which hairstyle? Oh my god! Like, I'm trying to figure out which which one you are. Just because right. sometimes they move around. And Styles change. Yeah. They have different haircuts, different hair colors. And some people might be more featured in certain music videos than others, so it's like, different eye color if yeah. they're wearing lenses. Yeah, so it is kind of it can be hard to spot them in the K-pop world, but mm-hmm. pretty easy when they're looking like a normal person in a drama. So he was in Yumi Cells, and we also saw him in Legend of the Blue Sea, which watched that without knowing. And then in The King's Affection, Rowoon is from SF9. I knew he was a K-pop idol. I didn't know where he was from, though. Yeah, no, I did too. Yeah. He was so... He is so popular in the K-pop world, so watching him do a great crossover, like, he was a great actor in that. I mean, it's not surprising. Obviously, these people are super talented, but it it seemed, like, seamless on screen. I don't know anything about the behind the scenes, but... (laughs) Anyways, that was a really good K-pop crossover. And then I didn't even realize in Run On, the main guy. The main guy? The main guy was in the same group as Park Young-sik. That's crazy. Im Su-won. I had no idea. I I was like, where did they find this kid? You know? Like, that's that's part of it. He's just he's in a just... relationship, kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. And then in Tempted, Park Soo Young is from Red Velvet. She also goes by Joy. Her name is Joy. Uh, but yeah, I had no idea that she was in Red Velvet. Nope. And that's, the thing. Like, that's kind of the nice part is that, you know, you watch these dramas and people, they can do all manner of different things. They all yeah. different you don't to know. every little thing. <laughs> so many sides. Yeah. 
And then Doom at Your Service, the main man in that one, Seo Ingu, he is a solo artist and he is actually, so this was like re- research. <laughs> Looking into him, it was a lot like similar to like Eric Nam. He has his own fan base, like a massive fan base, right? So great, but you wouldn't know. And he was a great actor. And I just thought, oh, like, look, he's breaking into the, right. like, this is his like debut acting. No, he's he's been around and he's been a solo artist and just That's like awesome. rocking it. So we have, oh my gosh, this person has been in so much. Crystal Young or Young Soo Young? Yeah. From FX. But she has, we've seen her in a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, airs. She had a cameo in Legend of the Blue Sea and the movie Sweet and Sour that's on Netflix. Yeah. And the thing about her is that she's been in many other K-dramas that we haven't seen. Mm. And for K-dramas that she's been in, I'm not sure about the ones we listed, but for most of the other ones, she works on the OST. So just like real well-rounded. Yeah. Double tipping for sure. Yeah. So we've listed quite a few dramas that we've seen and the idols that we've seen them in. What do you think about K-pop idols making it into K-dramas? Do you think it's like versatility of talent, like for the most part, or is it more like a marketing stunt overkill? Uh, I feel like it could be a bit of both, um, depending. But honestly, like idols in general, when they have different music videos, there are a lot of times where they have to portray different characters even throughout their music and throughout right. their career. So it is nice to see them have to lock into something for a longer amount of time than just a three minute right yeah that's a good point i didn't think about that because like yeah in the different eras so if you're new to k-pop or you aren't really sure usually k-pop groups go through different eras Mm -hmm. for example bts has had several different eras Mm -hmm. back when they were being very intense all dressed in black to shifting over to more pastel colors and doing more upbeat songs k-pop idol groups at least and it can go for artists as well they all have their own eras and much like in American music, Taylor Swift has her own eras too. So like all good. Feeding into those eras, it can be really diverse. And I think that taking on an acting role on top of all of that is just like pretty impressive. That's a lot. I think also, you know, especially depending on who you're talking about, I feel like idols kind of jump at the opportunity to try different things. Yeah. So when it comes to like V, for example, he is one who has always enjoyed acting and, Mm. you know, he's also enjoyed the trumpet and he's also enjoyed like all these different side side hustles and side gigs. So it's interesting to see which ones they actually pursue. Um, or right. are allowed to pursue. Yeah, and we haven't seen V from BTS, his K-drama that he was in right. with Park so many Jimmy other names. Park Young-sik. Yeah, all these different K-pop people, too, are featured in that one, but Hwarang, is that who you say it? I think so. It's the, it's the poet. The poet warrior youth from 2016. V from BTS was in that, and he made his acting debut, and that is, it was mostly like in tandem with also debuting as BTS, but before they really got big and so it was more just in an effort of like getting him out there you know where do you want to land I think that's a lot of the conversation especially when so idols are usually very young so when you're like 15 to 20 you're just trying to figure out where you want to land whether that's you're a solo artist or you're in a group or you're an actor or whatever so most of the crossover is really just trying to figure 
out what the sweet spot is, where their fan base wants them to be. I like seeing K-pop idols in K-dramas when it is super subtle. <laughs> so like in Memories of the Alhambra, you wouldn't know, it was just another character, which is so great. But in Yumi's Cells, there was that kind of like reveal moment because his yes. character had more of a reveal moment. And I think that's great. I think that's fine. It's good for his character. A lot of people know him as being part of GOT7. And they announced his role in that show really early on to market it really well. So it's just you're dealing with like big business, but then also like what the actor wants or the talent wants, right? So makes sense for the story. Like you don't necessarily right. want it to become all about, oh, they had that one cameo in that episode, but the rest of right. the drama kind of fell, you know? Right. So yeah. And having a balance. You're bringing in fan base. So like, obviously there's, there's a way of going about it, marketing the show saying, oh, let's say we have this K-pop idol. Like right. that will bring in a lot of views, right? But the best, the best dramas we've seen don't have that, right? It's just like, here's an, a, here's a drama that has an amazing plot, amazing story. Great cast. Great cast. And also the cast features a K-pop idol. So it's just kind of like, there's that. I know that there's a huge ask for Jin from BTS to be in a K-drama. Yes. I don't know how I feel about it. I think BTS is so big right now and has yeah, been for a couple my, of years. They came back from their mandatory military service. Mm. And he had a, a like. I think a cameo would be too much. I think it really, it really depends. Um, I mean, I don't even know because if if he was able to give enough time to the drama, right? I mean, right. you got sixteen episodes right. at usually at a minimum uh and if he was really able to sign on for the whole season even just like a supporting role it would it would completely dilute anyone else in the cast yeah. i just feel like it's not a good move i mean it would be interesting to see we've seen bts act in some capacities right. not on a professional level obviously it's usually just for run bts which is their variety show that they have done in the past it's mm-hmm. on break right now but i feel like having jin as part of a cast of a k-drama would completely dilute any other actors who are trying to make it big. Yeah. Like, I know that that's not... I feel like people would think, oh, but if if people are watching, like, then they're going to find those actors. I'm thinking, no. I think it's just going to completely be like, oh, they're only focused on Jin. I don't know. Well, he recently... And I know we'll go into this more in a second, but he recently had an OST on Judy-san. Yeah. Which they did a really good job marketing as well. Mm. But that that was just an OST. Right, that was just a song. So, like, I... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think BTS might altogether be a little too potent for too much <laughs> dramas right now. They're a bit distracting, right. I think. Um, in years to come, sure. Right. Not? I mean, it's if you sad. watch them on a talk show, who are you looking at? Are you looking at Jimmy Fallon or are you looking at them? Right. Most likely you're looking at them. Right. So that's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anyone you'd like to see in a K-drama, though? Um... I mean, there are, there are so many, so many different idols, really, to mm. choose from. It's very, I feel like any any of the boys from Stray Kids would be oh. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That would be good, and you could sneak them in, like. Yeah, I feel like you could. Yeah, but that would be cool. I, I don't really have any others. I would love to see Wu Sung (laughs) as like an actor. So in a second, we're going to talk about his work on an OST. Obviously, he's a musician, Uh, but he's a solo artist. And I mean, he was the lead of The Rose. So technically, he does have like a band. But right now, he's working as a K-pop solo artist. And I'd love to see him act. I feel like that would be so cool. Anyways, as like a supporting role, not a cameo. But like, anyways. Bigger than a cameo, less than a lead. Yes, I'm speaking it into the Um, so now we're going to talk about dramas we want to see. So we just mm-hmm. talked about the one V was in, but another drama we want to see with a K-pop idol is Hotel de Luna. It's been on the list 
for so long. I know. It's only been out since 2019. <laughs> I know. It feels so long. But that drama has IU, mm-hmm. and we've listened to many of her songs. She has done a lot of different works on OSTs, but also her own music. Well, her own music, and she's also partnered with a lot of different Like Sugar from BTS. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's got good songs, and I'd love to see that one. Also, another person from EXO, <laughs> um, 100 Days My Prince from 2018. Do Kyung Soo, or also known as Do, I think, just yeah. D-O. Um, they are in 100 Days My Prince. Yeah. And that's one that's on my list, but I haven't watched it. No. And then one that is endlessly on my list and we know and have seen all the rave reviews about, but True Beauty mm-hmm. has Cha Eun-woo from Astro. So we've, we've, we're familiar with his acting and love, would love to see him in that. Just haven't gotten to it. It's on the list, friends. Yeah. So we're just... We're working say, There's so much. There's so much. There's so much going on right now. I think we need to have like a check-in of like, are K-drama watchers okay? There's so much out there. How are your eyes? Gotta take a break. So next we're gonna talk about K-pop idols who have worked on a song on the OST of a K-drama. So we just mentioned Woo Sung from The Rose. He worked on Itaewong Class. Yeah. And The Rose itself also worked on OSTs before. So they're kind of older OSTs, older K-dramas. But this is just Woo Sung had worked on Itaewong Class. The song You Make Me Back. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Definitely, like, definitely worthwhile to be on that OST list. Yeah. Itaewon class did not come to play. They came to win. Right? And I feel like it's so underrated when you have an artist like like someone like Sung, who, you know, maybe isn't the most well-known, but mm-hmm. still has a fan base from being in the rows uh, and is just doing stuff, doing music solo. Uh, having an OST track is like a great way to boost that up. I mentioned Jin having a song on Jerry-san, mm-hmm. which was also very good. V had a song on Our Beloved Summer's OST, which they played so many times. So Christmas so Tree, fun. oh my gosh. Play it all the time. Let's talk about Eric Nam. Yeah, when in doubt, you will most likely find an Eric Nam song on an OST. He doesn't have songs. He has ballads yes. on OSTs. Yeah. He, they give him songs that is just like, belt it, sing it. We want to be in our feelings right now. Yeah. Any, yeah. any like sad-ish moments yeah. or like sad-ish heartfelt or moments. Very heartfelt. Yeah. We you have. That, um, recently. Yeah. We watched Mad Dog. Yeah. As we were watching that, I was like, man, that's how, there's no way that's not Eric. Right. Sounds like Eric. Sounds, Sounds like Eric. Sad and looking out a window. It must be an Eric song. <laughs> oh, Eric. Um, if you're not familiar with Eric Nam, he is a solo artist. Encounter is what he worked on an OST song for the show and the K-drama Encounter. Oh. But we haven't seen it yet. Oh, um, I see. And there are a bunch of others that he has done as well that we have not seen. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Prison Playbook. No. But we did see Uncontrollably Fond, and that was one. You're like, this song sounds so nice. It sounds like the beginning of When You Wish Upon a Star, in which case every time I hear it, I'm like, Eric, just sing it. Eric. Just sing it. Sing it to me. I need to hear it. Oh, Eric. Love it. Love it. Next, uh, Epic High featuring Lehigh. They did songs on an OST for Moon Lovers, Scarlet Heart Rio, which have not seen that, but it's from 2016. But I know we've seen videos and interviews of Epic High talking about working on OSTs and how that process is. So it was cool to just kind of have that in our back pocket in case we ever get to it. We'll have that. The, the next one, this queen, I'm telling you right now. Queen status. Yeah, so you have Ailey. She's also 
also a solo artist. Mm -hmm. She has, if ever you have a song that just hits the heartstrings just right, it's probably Ailey. Yeah. She had songs on Memories of Alhambra and Goblin. Yeah, I feel like her and Eric Nam should pair up and just yeah. make the ultimate ballad yeah, for the right? heartfelt well, heartbreak well moment. Like sign on to a K drama together and just go back and forth. Yeah. I would be worried about the K drama content. Oh my God, like, sad. Yes, very, very heart. Heart wrenching. <laughs> yeah. And then next we have Kevin Wu, who is a solo artist now, but he used to be in the band You Kiss. He did OST songs for Top Management, which I had no idea. It's been a minute. Yeah. That was like one of the first ones that yeah. we saw as well. Yeah, I think we watched that shortly after or like while we were watching Memories of the Alhambra. Yeah, and also just to mention, there's two dramas we haven't seen, but they feature so many K-pop idols. Like I was looking through the list. I was like, oh my God, I, I can't even list all of them because there's so many. But it's Dream High and Dream High 2. Perfect. So... <laughs> I'm like, what is this, High School Musical? And I feel like that's kind of what it is. But there are so many K-pop idols in that, and there's so much overlap, but we haven't watched it yet, so we're not going to dive in there. But, but keep it on your radar. Add it to the list. Like, add it to the list. Uh, yeah, so ultimately, I feel like I feel like this is solid crossover. We have so many K-pop idols we've seen in K-dramas, and so many songs on K-dramas by K-pop idols, and I love it. When in doubt, double dipping, it works. It, it, works, it works, honestly. And yeah, and it's high quality stuff. Like the songs on the OSTs, it's not just like a throwaway song, no. right? It's not something that they're like, oh, I'm not going to use this for my album. I'm just going to put it towards some other project. No, this is like, they think about it. Like obviously the process is that the people who are producing the K-drama come up with the song and then right. go and find an artist. And the artists that they pick are just like perfect fits. Yeah. Like Eric Nam, I mean, really, you can't go wrong. No, you cannot. Well, it's definitely one of my favorite pastimes is listening to a K-drama playlist, not looking at what is playing and being like, okay, can I put it in right. K-drama? Which K-drama is it? I'm, I'm going to guess this one. Yeah, I can usually get it right. Yeah. Does the K-drama make the OST or does the OST make the K-drama? Mm, I think it depends, but I think the OST makes the K-drama, really. I agree. And you want to know my example? One Spring Night. Oh, oh no. <laughs> One Spring Night has about four songs on that OST that they just repeat through each episode. Yeah. And I get it. Maybe you don't have the budget for like a 16 song OST or maybe you no. aren't bringing in any other artists. Tough. But yeah, that was one I feel like I got to like There's an... five or six and I was like, ooh, I hope you like that song because that's coming back. I, I can pick out of a hat which one you're going to use. Oh, nice choice. Yeah, nice choice. That, that, one is that one's good. One. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I think the thing is, is that variety is key. Mm. Like, obviously you want, when you think about the shows and you think about the OST, they all kind of had the same vibe, right? Mm. But having that variety and like different types of songs is super important. So, yeah, well, which... you don't want to, you don't want to hit the audience over the head with like, we're going to use this song again. This one, this one right here. That being said, one spring night class. Start oh, yeah. Let's, let's just, let's bump that. That is an anthem. We need that all the time. Yeah. So. I mean, especially like Itawan class had all those moments where it was like, oh, we're the underdog. And so we have this underdog song <laughs> to get us through the tough times, which is great. But they also had a lot of variety in other songs, but One Spring we, Night did not. We also had a song on, on the Itawan class one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, dang. Late night or something. Oh, that's yeah, right. song ballady thing. That's right. He... There were a lot of people on that OST that 
just did a great job. They really uh, earned their paycheck. Made the OST make the K-drama there. Because if one spring night, I don't know if it, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to trash on it, but whoa, <laughs> four songs? That was like, all right, we are just cycling through. It's like when you just play one song on repeat for two episodes and then you switch it up with one other one and then you have a couple of, there are 16 episodes in there. So four songs dispersed well, throughout. And can like, you know, just get in there and sing stuff, I guess. Oh, I wish he would. Him in for that. Yeah, but oh. anyways, this is our K-pop crossover. Yeah episode rate review on any leave us a message yeah give us a follow on twitter and instagram at k companion pod to join the conversation and give a sneak peek at what we will talk about next Woo. Mm -hmm.